Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 11 and 12 of The Great Hunt. Glimmers in the pattern and woven into the pattern. Enjoy. So welcome to ep- our season two, episode six, um, working through the great hunt tonight. We are covering chapters 11 and 12 of the great hunt. And, um, before we get started, anything else, one thing I always do in the beginning of all our episodes is talk about our new patrons. Um, we have two this week. Um, it's Elena and I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Um, but Elena and her discord, the other one's discord name is nerdy nitty. Um, so those are Two, two, two newest, uh, just our Patreons. And uh, very happy to have you. Always happy to have more of you guys out there um, listening to us and, uh, and helping uh, contribute to us to, so we can get better equipment and not have to record on our phones and low-budget type things we do. So, um, <laughs> other thing exciting about this week is we do have a guest joining us. So Talker and Riyadh sent two of their three over to us. So we have... Jen and Joe with us, and I want to just let them talk a little bit about their podcast, what they do, and let them plug themselves. So shamelessly, go for it, guys. I'll let you go, go first, Jen. Oh, oh I'll get I to was going to let you go. No, no, You're you go leader. first. You go first. <laughs> no, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. Hang up. Do it at the same <laughs> time. No, no, you don't. Okay. Um, we are from Talk Around Riyadh, the Wheel of Time showcast. I think a lot of you have probably listened to our show, but if you haven't, we basically focus on the television show that's coming out from Amazon Prime, and we talk about different, um, first of all, usually for the first half, we talk about show news, um, production news, casting news, whatever has come out, and for the second half, we choose topics from the book series and talk about how they will implement that in the television show. Yes. Ian has us on a very short leash, so I've never actually seen any content from you. So when you get a moment, share some stuff from book one that might be relevant. Uh, yeah, the two of yeah. you cannot listen to our show because Joe, <laughs> yeah. Joe ruins things even when he's trying not to. So I really hope he's going to be good tonight. Oh, poor Joe. But, um, yeah, basically from... I, I could play dumb if you let one slip. No worries. Yeah. Everyone just start yelling really it. loudly over him. Ah! I'll be on my best behavior. I've been practicing. I've been practicing all week not to spoil it. I don't think too. But yeah, um, from book one, I'm trying to... We, talk, we, we talked about like a lot of the castings that have come out. Um the prologue we watched uh winter dragon and we talked about that with some of with our spouses who have never read anything of the wheel of time that was one of our shows we had um oh yeah did you guys watch with alan did you show them winter dragon no i have not seen it Uh, i've shown it to ian okay yeah that'll be fun Uh, wait (laughs) the original yes prologue yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) chris you didn't Anything. It is uh, probably some mega fans out there that'll be mad at me. I'm sure someone liked it, but my goodness, was it horrible? Yeah, no, no, yeah. it's not good. Yeah, it's but so it's funny. Billy Zane. Yeah, it's he's Billy actually Zane. not bad, but just like the whole concept of it and like 
the uh, most of the acting decisions are just. I think Billy Zane. Yeah. I think Billy Zane phoned most of that in. Well, yeah, but yeah. he's not horrible. <laughs> They're not horrible actors. It's just like the way they were directed and the decisions they made just don't make any sense. Yeah, I, it it was low budget. Was, you yeah. could tell yeah, very, very low, low budget. budget. I don't really blame the actors too much in that. Yeah. Well, cool. Good. Thank you. And, and and as well as they've had actually one of the actresses from the show on their podcast, yeah. uh, which is pretty awesome. So, um, yeah, that was uh, that was yeah. pure that was pure luck, uh, <laughs> you know, from Jen. Jen is our secret charm, and that will probably never happen again. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still, really cool. Um, so. Uh, I can't. I, I don't think any other other podcast at this point can say that. YouTube might be different. I mean, I mean, if you if you count Sarah, you know, obviously yeah. uh, uh, with Dusty Wheel and everything. But yeah, but that's um. Anyway. Yeah. Well, if if I I'm trying to go, and if that happens, I'll come on your podcast, and then you'll have another. So there oh, we go. Yeah. There we go. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So let's make that's a that's a pact right now. Ian, yeah. If you get yeah. on the show, you have to come do our podcast. It's gonna be like a one millisecond. You can see me as the camera pans across, and I'll come. Back. We can we can extend that into a whole show, though, Ian. Your one, your your two frames on the on the show. Oh, Perfect. He, he he. I keep them sheltered from the whole Twitter time world, and so yeah. they don't know, they don't know like like the Rayful sent a tweet like having a steak dinner with my you know with with a friend you know and everybody reads into it like. Where is he? What time was he eating the steak dinner? What kind of steak was it? Okay, what does it mean to the show? <laughs> um, so yeah, it's um, we're we're a little bit little bit rabid fans at some points, not all the time, but we can be. Um, so, well, thank you guys for coming out and 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 being on here with us. Um, as far as other updates for us, we don't have much going on. Um, no big numbers or milestones hit. And uh, and a merchandise update. I am working with someone. I have picked a provider to do our merchandise through. Uh, so we should have a merchandise store launching in the next few weeks. Um, I'm, I'm hoping by mid-August. It might be by next week, but we'll have merchandise for sale. So I'll be plugging that probably in future podcasts. In addition to everything else I plug. So, um, merchandise coming. It's going to be fun. We have some cool shirts uh, and more designs coming that we're going to add on. Just funny stuff. So, uh, with that being said, normally, uh, Joe and Jim, we talk about our personal lives and, like, what's going on. Um, and just kind of uh, just what's going on with our life. Uh, but that for me, there's not a whole lot going on because uh, for my job, I'm in the middle of a, a compliance audit. Um, it's not a, I mean, it's not like I'm in trouble. It's just that we have to do annual audits. So it's just a normal annual thing that I have to go through. And which means it's just stressful. They're boring. It's boring, but extremely stressful. And it, it means I have to sit in the office and be at their beck and call all the time to grab whatever files they need. And oh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Um, I, I'll be happy when it's over. It actually ends tomorrow. So yeah, uh, so that's my life right now. <laughs> those aren't those are two like the most boring com- word combinations in the world. Com- <laughs> compliance audit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, um, but yeah, um, that that's what I'm going through. 
Sounds like fun. So, yeah. so we saw you guys the other night, though. <laughs> yeah, so there was that too. So I, we talked about the podcast on our last recording because we don't, we don't release our recordings for a week till a week later. So it feels like if we talk about the podcast a thought, it's going to be completely stale. But yeah, I guess it, it oh, was I, wasn't, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about Saturday night. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, we can't talk I don't about that. Much Saturday night, so there's not much I can talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Alan, just, Alan just took a nap. That's that's all he did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I took a lot of tequila shots, and um, I don't remember anything else. <laughs> Is that what we were drinking? Did you give me tequila? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That explains. So much. Yeah, we took several yeah. shots of tequila together. Um, yeah. Yep, yep. But, so when, when, I, when I eventually, when I eventually, you know, I, I took a little power nap and then made it home later, uh, and I raided the fridge, and I ate all of the leftover tacos from, like, four <laughs> days ago. Nice. And my kids were like, like, why did you go around the steak, around the chicken and everything? But that explains a lot. I had tequila, so I went for <laughs> the Tex-Mex. <laughs> yeah. That makes it uh, There we go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, – uh, yeah, tequila. Uh, but, but by the end, you were asking me to pour half shots for you, and I was still taking whole shots, which is, I think is why I hit the snooze button earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Half shots? Who does that? Is that my is that my attempt at being responsible? I think it was. <laughs> Half shot, but four times. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Oh man. So yeah. So you guys can talk about your lives. Uh, yeah. My my life apparently is a drunken stupor and compliance exam. Uh, <laughs> that was a good summary. <laughs> yeah. So so I'll put something out there that the past couple of days I've just been putting in the works. Um, so those of y'all that pray, that's, that's cool. You can do that. If, if you do the meditation, maybe you can meditate on me. If you do the voodoo hoodoo thing, that's also appropriate. I'll help you construct a doll, but what, whatever helps me get down this path. Um, obviously with, uh, COVID, uh, government hiring, and I've been working for the federal government for a while. I'm also in the reserves, but work for the federal government. Government hiring kind of stalled out for a while. Uh, they wouldn't hire people outside of a local commuting area. And I've been working up in Maryland. Uh, of course, my kids live down in Hampton Roads. And that's not horribly far, but it's it's far enough to be annoying when I when I want to get down, um, you know, for the local sporting event, whenever those happen again. Um, and I, so I've been looking at stuff in Hampton Roads for a while. Um, but since March, like nothing's opened up. Uh, and I guess something happened where they're able to start pulling people in from out of town because as of two, three days ago, I've been notified and set up like four different interviews uh, between Richmond, Williamsburg, uh, and Yorktown. And any one of those would be fantastic because I could literally live right down the street from my kids. So uh, praying for that or who doing it or whatever you guys do, uh, rub Buddha bellies, uh, take shots. I mean, what, whatever. Uh, think of me and hopefully land on those. So how about you, Chris? My life has been the normal whirlwind of, you know, a licensure certification, working full-time, working two part-times, and then, of course, helping out at the church. I've now been asked to um, pick up a ministry starting in September, which will be in- interesting. I'll be training for the ministry and then picking that up, which, you know, always fun to give back. And then I have been called to be on one of the boards for the local Boys and Girls Club. So I'm just going to be staying as busy 
as usual, you know, in classes and then pick up a couple more things, but it's all for the good of the community and that's what I'm about. So and I have the benefit of being semi-single now. <laughs> no longer completely single, but semi-single. Um, and having no kids, so why not give back to the community where I can? Relationship status, it's complicated. When you said <laughs> semi-single, I thought you were like, for some reason I thought you were going like backwards, like you were dating someone and now you're semi-single instead of going like from no one to to kind of someone. So I was like, it's well, a really like nice, a so weird it's a really thing. Nice like he's forward. half with his wife or something. That's strange. No, I'm like, <laughs> I, I I have met somebody. Um, that's good. She doesn't she doesn't live local, so that's been interesting. It's been I, online dating essentially, which I never thought I would do, but I met her through a mutual friend, and I'll be traveling to the area to see family next week, so I will be meeting her as well and seeing you know, how much further the connection can go. It's been really positive as of late. So, hey, you never know. Good luck with that. Chris, well, Chris has goals and a lady's involved in them somewhere in life, so. <laughs> hopefully you and I building our relationship here on this podcast has prepared you for this because we've actually only hung out like twice, three times. Exactly, now. and I feel like you're my best friend. Uh, and we're like super best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> best friend. Yeah. It totally works. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if you guys want to talk about your personal life, Jen and Joe, but I can tell you, um, you guys have a lot better grip on COVID than us in, in the Hampton Roads area because, like, we're just stupid. And as soon as they said phase three, like, everyone went out and started hugging and rubbing against each other. And now they've, lo- <laughs> yeah. now they've locked down all the bars because the numbers uh. just through the, like, literally, like, we're essentially it, back in phase two. Where, I, sh- I used to show you guys a Hampton Roads, Virginia. So North Virginia, Virginia oh, Beach. Okay, okay. Um, it's one of the hot spots in the country right now. Like it's growing. Like we're growing like at a twenty percent like rate or something. I guess something insane. Like where it's it. Well, people are having giant block parties, and yeah. it's not like in one or two areas. It's like happening everywhere. I just I don't I don't know, man. I don't I don't really I didn't like people before this started, so this has been okay for me. But um, yeah, some people are just kind of silly around here. But do you yeah. think that like the some of the growth is people coming there for vacations and stuff like in Florida. It, and it, like, oh yeah. It might, it might be, but our area like literally has, I think Dean just posted in chat. Yeah. We have one third of the entire state's daily rate and we're like one little pocket. So like, oh we're, <laughs> yeah, it's also, it's also because it's states, each state handled it differently and some didn't do, you know, mm-hmm. some did there. We're not going to wear a mask thing. No one could tell us to wear a mask. And, you know, states, some states, you know, kind of lied about <laughs> their numbers. Um, but so, sure. so yeah, so I work, me, Tom and I work in healthcare. So we're like all on top of this because we have to be. But yeah, there's, so in, so we're in New York. For those of you who don't know, Jen and I and Tom, are, uh, well, Tom's not here, but we're from New York. And right now on the New York travel advisory list, there are 36 states that if you come to New York from any of those states, you're supposed to self-quarantine for 14 days. And if they catch you not doing it, they can fine you up to two thousand dollars. Oh wow! Yeah, and you guys, Virginia is on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to My friend just went to, not just, I guess, like a month ago, went to vacation in Virginia because it was better than some of the other states. But I guess that's changed recently. No, it's yeah. it's, it's horrible now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it changed. 
<laughs> I have a few Dominican friends that come up here quite frequently from New York to stay with family here, and they were here like last week or the week before, and so yeah, well, they're they supposed to in jeopardy. They're supposed to yeah. self quarantine. Yeah, before I had kids, we used to, my wife and I used to go to New York all the time. Uh, since I've had kids, we don't travel anymore. Um, but I know the feeling. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had yeah we had a sweet deal with um, uh, one of my wife's. Uh, college friends lives uh, upper upper west side um central park um in a two-story walk-up um really really nice nice um nice spot beautiful little apartment there and their parents live down here in virginia so like we would swap places because when they went to go visit in-laws uh, she didn't want to stay at their in-laws house since we live close to their in-laws they would stay at our house and they'd give us their apartment and Manhattan. So awesome. we basically take the train up. It'll cost us like 30 bucks. We have a free place to stay in Manhattan for the entire weekend. It was great. That's the way to do it. But if you did that, you'd have to go there and quarantine for 14 days because you're coming from yeah, Virginia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, that's the way to, that's the way to mm-hmm. visit New York because otherwise it costs like a crap ton of money to do it. <laughs> um, or, or stay outside the city itself. But. Yeah, you can stay outside and then either drive yeah. in or take the ferry. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Hang out, hang out in Tenafly. Yeah, it's nice over there. Yeah, go to Hoboken. You know, I just hang up. Okay, anyway, see you guys. Uh... <laughs> Hoboken's probably still expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, you're right. Um, I don't know. Um, wherever. <laughs> All right. So uh, a couple predictions from last week. Um, one of them was Hiran. Uh, our sniffer is actually a wolf brother, like parent. Um, that the woman that Uno saw um, that was wearing all white could have been a dreadlord or maybe even Lanfear. Um, Rand is going to unite all the Aiel tribes. I can't remember who said that, but that was an interesting prediction. Yeah, um, I, I like that one. I think it'd be cool if he does and it. And then this one's kind of – it was a prediction, but you know, it was one of those things where – that yeah, uh, that Rand's going to sheathe the sword because Land made it a point to talk about sheathing the sword to Rand. So there's that prediction that that's going to happen at some point. So yeah, yeah, that's those are our predictions for last week, along with all the rest of the predictions you guys have had. So let's move right into chapter eleven, which is glimmers of the pattern, um, and our icon is the Wheel of Time symbol. Um, so let's talk just about the title. I don't know if you had to talk about the the circle and the, the the snake, but my my concept of how this pattern weaving works, uh, you know, keeps kind of changing the more Jordan gives us, and then you know we hear about um, the Taviran, and we get it explained to us that you know initially they have the ability to make changes, but then at the same time, like the the, the weaving of the pattern is like super strong around them. So there's some things like they're, they just can't run from. And then there's some things they can influence and change. And I don't know. So um, still some confusion happening there, <laughs> uh, especially, you know, as we go through this chapter and you find out there's stuff getting thrown at Rand and he's like WTF, even when I'm miles and miles away, I'm still getting this stuff forced on me. Uh, and he's trying to run from it. So I don't know. Does he, does Tavirin mean he can change everything, or does it mean he's stuck and 
whatever the pattern weaves around him, he's just he's screwed. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Chris? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it, the icon continues to come up and we know that it's clearly an allusion to the pattern, but it's I keep thinking, when is it going to be broken? Like I'm at this, is it, we got a like I know we have literally six years worth of books left, so I'm thinking like <laughs> in my mind we keep getting glimmers of the pattern throughout the entire book. We get these different ideas of what could or couldn't happen, what should or shouldn't happen, and then when we think we figured it out, stuff gets flipped, turned upside down. <laughs> so I, I just. I'm ready to continue on and just figure it all out. Like my mind keeps wheeling with infinite mm-hmm. possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. So the first scene we get to here is Ingtar's, you know, calls for a rest. They give a description of the campsite. Um, Uno's cussing like crazy because uh, he saw this woman and no one believes him. And he's being, you know, and saying the wheel of time cuss words, um, flaming goat kissing, Whatever. <laughs> she she gutted milk drinker. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know we talked about that a little bit the la- the end of last episode. Um, because Ian loves Uno's speech. And you know, obviously both Ian and Chris are in the camp of keep Wheel of Time cussing and don't adapt it to modern cussing. I am on the same page, yes. guys. Keep it <laughs> good flaming stuff in there. Yeah, like it has to be. Why? Why wouldn't you keep it in there? It's just so unique to the book, and I feel like the TV show should be re- written for its viewers, and yeah. the viewers are the people that have read the books. Like, yes, a lot of people are going to come around to it, but your initial audience is going to be the the diehard fans, and they're going to understand. And those that don't will have to learn it. Yeah, and it's not bad. It's not like ridiculous. Like bloody is something that British people say all the time. Yeah, I mean, it makes it right. kid friendly too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's other things in in the time that won't be kid friendly. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. we passed, so unfortunately, uh, it's great. It, like with everything else, Jordan does a good job of easing you into their crazy cursing because you you know you made the point bloody. You can kind of relate that to something said these days, but. Um, you know, you're this, you're the second book for the 11th chapter when we get into, you know, it, goat kissing hide you sheep gutted melt drink. Like if you did that on day one, like of the opening episode, people would be like, uh, I don't know. But by the time they get around to this, I think they'll be, I think about, even if they've never think read about it. Jordan's genius though. If you think about pretty much the entirety of book one, it was through the eyes of adolescent or youth. Like they're all pretty much like teenagers. True. So yeah. I'm pretty sure they weren't allowed to use those words and they still had that mentality and they're still teenagers. So it's like We we got eased into yeah. it and now they're exposed to like, you know, these guys, they just fight wars all the time. So you're gonna have crusty guys like Uno that are just dropping these bombs left and right. <laughs> so yeah. So so you being our resident uh military uh, expert since you for, so this actually happens with the soldiers uh. <laughs> oh yeah oh man look uh, so I, I can't even claim to be proficient in the F-bomb uh, but I have heard like I've been cursed out before by a first sergeant 
and it was so good that like I wasn't even upset anymore. <laughs> I was like, edit that beautiful. Someone write that down. And of course, that's pissing him off even more that we're all just kind of smiling at, at him cursing us out. But yeah, it's it's actually uh, I don't know. I won't say it's part of the camaraderie, but it's <laughs> yeah. It, it happens, and we're entertained by it. So sure. Okay. So yeah. So um, at this point, Rand's thinking about um, uh, the room of the flies, and uh, he actually thinks he wishes Moraine was there, but then immediately stops himself. Like, <laughs> what am I thinking? Uh, I, I want to be done with the eyes and eye. Um, and and uh, you get a little bit of entire like barking orders to everybody, and and. Um, yeah, uh, and Rand's worried about uh, what else, what what they're actually following. You know, after seeing the whole scene with the mirror draw and the nail to the door, um, I think everyone's on edge. Ingtar's fallen back into military, military, just run through my my paces. Whereas Rand's just in there worrying about everything. Yeah, doesn't he make a comment about saying like only dark friends or oh, Trollocs and? Um, merge all and he's like wait a second what did I just say like yeah. not too long ago our Trollocs and merge all I would have been like you know scared as hell and now I'm like it's only them <laughs> yeah exactly yeah George bros just in air quotes just about just there's nothing just about it <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I want to point out though I mean maybe it's obvious to some not so much to others but uh, this is one of those scenarios where Rand is surrounded by people, but he feels completely alone. Uh, and and hence his thoughts about wishing Moraine was there because he can at least have somebody maybe to talk to about some of this stuff. And then immediately he checks himself. But think about it. Uh, Perrin and Matt are still pissed at him. Um, I mean, I guess he could go talk to Loyal, but Loyal starts talking about rocks. And I don't think Rand wants to talk about rocks right now. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. And... Well, Inkar's doing his duty to help, you know, kind of guide Rand along here. Everybody else, Uno and them, are kind of acting really weird towards him. So he is all by him lonesome. I mean, right if now. you look at the 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 setup, it's that the toughened Shinarans were feeling the effect of what they had seen in the village. Like it wasn't even that he felt alone. Everybody in that moment was scared out of their minds. And when you're scared, what do you want? The person with power. You want protection. You want to feel safe. So that, I mean, literally set up for us in the, the very first chapter, or excuse me, paragraph, yeah. second sentence, you kind of get this feeling of desolation and, and kind of destitute. Like you have no idea whether or not you're going to be attacked the very next moment. And if a Mitral can stand yeah. this enemy, <laughs> who can? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Rand's truth. Yep. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I think it's crazy too because they keep going on about everything the Shannar and soldiers have seen. They've been fighting these battles forever, and the fact that they're this disturbed by that merge all just shows like how how nuts it really is. Like it's 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 taking them. It's really like bringing them all down and making them all like as scared as Rand is. So it can has I to just... be like something they've never seen before. And can I just yeah, say it's, it's, I knew exactly what it was before. Where they said it, what it was. <laughs> I knew. I was like, yes, win. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, Rangi's on pressing Inktar about the fade, um, and, and and Inktar kind of 
dances around the question, talks about how the villagers were taken for food, talks about fades a little bit, says, you know, fades like to have their fun. Um, I had that underlined. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you guys know what they're applying implying there, but um, it's uh, pr- yep. pretty, pretty, pretty gross. Um, and as Rand's pressing Inktar, Inktar won't answer, and Inktar responds by handing Rand this bundle that was from Moraine. So, before we get to that whole interaction, is there anything you guys want to talk about this whole entire guess, opening scene? I think I need to apologize. Uh, not that long ago, um, I, I suggested maybe Inktar was uh, one of our dark friends. Mm-hmm. Remember when I kept talking about the prologue and like you never know who to trust now? Like sure. it could be anybody anywhere. Maybe it's Inktar. Yeah, but but now now I'm reading about him actually like like he is very duty bound, like shit's really hitting the fan around him. This is all very new, nothing they've experienced before, and like you mentioned, Alan, he is he's just doing what he's got to do. He's it, as best he can, keeping his people safe, barking out orders. Be like, let's do X Y Z. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. But maybe, but maybe he is a dark friend. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he is. Bob, I still suspect. <laughs> I like him a whole lot. <laughs> but maybe he's evil. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that say about me? I don't know. Is that what attracts you to him? <laughs> exactly. Uh, if, 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 if you haven't gathered, Ian thinks that everyone's a dark friend. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, apparently, I'm a dark. So friend. wait, does that make does that make Ian a white cloak? <laughs> pretty pretty you know, much. Yeah, well, white cloaks are dark friends too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a man called Bors. Yeah. Just ask the man. Yeah, the man who calls himself Bors. Ask him. <laughs> I just don't trust anybody. Yeah, there you go. So for yeah, me, I, did, I, did, I really go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying I called you guys white cloaks uh, early on because you guys call everyone dark friends. But continue, Chris. <laughs> I was say I, I really uh, was pulled in by Rand and looking at his moments of self-deprecation. Um, he is really starting to feel like he's going mad to the point where he's telling himself he is. So I think that's something to pay very close attention to as we're looking at him as a character and how he's developing is his inner monologue. And I, I go back to that often, but we're seeing quite a few um, changes in him. He went from kind of a, an even-tempered, even-keeled person to now feeling like he's going completely off his rockers. So I'm interested to figure out what the voice is in his head. If it's like yeah. the power manifesting inside of him or if it's like feelings and memories of a past life because now I have this idea because they keep using a past name to refer to him that maybe he's... And of course, it'll be alluded to further. Gaining prior memories. So yeah, like that—that's something. Is, is that a thing I here? I think that may be a thing. Like a prediction is that all of the characters start to gain memories of their past lives, and that's why mm. the wheel itself continues to to weave, but then it's also repeating. And I think every time they. I guess, come back to life, they are, you know, essentially gaining more memories and more experiences. And the hope is that at some point this pattern is going to stop 
and then mm. it will be broken. So this is kind of what I'm getting as I'm reading through it. I like that. Sure. Yes, sir. That's what I was sure. waiting on. That's my confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> this is so hard. Hey, you know how hard it is right now for me not to say anything and not. Yeah, I know. I know. So I, every guest that's ever come on has said, like, how do I do this? I don't really know. I just say sure a lot. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, Bite, uh, so hard on something. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes they'll like, they'll say stuff that's spot on. Sometimes they'll be so close. I just want to push them just right up. But I don't want to, I don't want to do it. Like, so like, they'll be like, Oh, it's there. And then other times they're completely off. And my response to everything at this point is sure. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you should just, you, you, my response would be, okay, let me write that one down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't you elaborate on that? <laughs> well, what, what's bad is Alan and a lot of our Discord community and, and, and patrons and whatnot, they also get really excited about some of our really horrible predictions. <laughs> at least, at least I think it is because it's become such a joke. Still a thing. Yeah. So yeah, so the this next scene, um, you know, uh, uh, Ingtar hands Rand this bundle from Moraine, and it gives Rand a few words saying that, "Hey, Moraine wanted me to give this to you when we made camp the first time. I waited a little longer, but here it is. And oh yeah, by the way, you're second in command." And Rand's like, "What?" <laughs> like he's like, "No, really. If I if I die, like everyone knows you were now in charge." And well, he's I like. <laughs> yeah but go ahead chris i would say i love the way you put it he's like the lances will follow you like it's one thing to say that you're second in charge or second in command it's like ah but this is like it it, it seems more important and more real because these are some of the top guards yeah mm-hmm. they all the know top, it yeah like they are the the top ish which uh, arguably, to be in a position like that, you have to be able to follow directions really well. You have to be um, highly um, acclaimed. So then they put a boy from, you know, nowhere in charge. That's, you know, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Ask <Right>. Uno. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope Rand digests this the right way because like everything else so far he's like why me no why i I can't do this why would they pick me pick uno that makes more sense but what he needs to realize is what he's telling you like the the lances will follow you um that's just not a confidence boost for rand from somebody like ingtar who probably loves and appreciates his men he's also letting rand know like look one way or another you need to get your shit together because if you stand there and don't make a decision, they're going to stand there with you. They're they're disciplined. They're waiting for your direction if this should happen. So you need to be prepared to lead them. No. So I, I think, you know, from somebody like Ingtar, who's always trying to do right by his guys, you know, make the right decision tactically, strategically, this is also a, a, a slight nudge to Rand. Be like, look, they're going to follow you. So you have to lead. There is no stand around, do nothing, and freak out. And he said that he said I would have chosen you, or I'll not claim I would have chosen you myself, but I think you have it in you to do what is needed. You will do your duty if it comes to mm-hmm. it. Like he's not giving him an option. He's like, this is the end of right. the conversation. Yeah. He said a chain yeah. unbroken, 
a chain unbroken right down to the last man left, even if he's nothing but a horse holder. Like he's saying, you know, everybody will fall into command. Everybody will do exactly what you tell them to do. Like, like Ian said, just to, you know, validate that point. He said, you will find the horn and you will take it where it belongs. You will. That wasn't, that was a statement. Mm-hmm. So before move- it's about to go down, <laughs> and, and, and then this right, um, because he thinks like Maureen had, and he's like, No, Agomar told me this, so this yeah. is what I'm doing this because my, my boss told me this is what's going to be done, and everybody, all of the, everybody in the party knows, knows this, um, yeah, yeah. And, and Rand pr- protests, like, I'm just a shepherd, and he's like, I've never seen a shepherd with a Fairmark blade, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, so you're not just. Did he put that just in quotations again? Yeah. That should have been the, the title of this chapter, <laughs> just with quotes around yeah. it. <laughs> and and Rand, Rand's also shocked that everyone knows. He's like, well, who knows about this? He's like, everyone, like down <laughs> to the last person. Like everyone knows who's supposed to be next in line, like to the last person. So, um, you know, which is a well-run unit, military unit, you know, would know. And that's why militaries have rankings the way they do is, you know, who is the next in line all the way down. So if someone dies, you know, who's takes up the, you know, the, the next in line, like it's just, especially in battle situations. But, but truthfully, the, you know, the E4 mafia runs everything. I'm sure. <laughs> and if, if there's any army folks out there, they know what I'm talking about. That's, yeah. They run the show. <laughs> True, true. So yeah, so you like um, promoted Ian. Are you no longer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I, I just got promoted. I'm I'm a couple steps away from that now. So okay, yeah. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> nice. So yeah, so um, the 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 next scene, Rand kind of he leaves. He lo- walks away. He looks for some place to kind of hide or to open this bundle alone. So he goes into some trees, kind of in the woods, and opens the bundle. And I think he even knows before he opens it what it is, but pulls it out and it's it's the, the banner. Shit, yeah, it's, it's the banner of the dragon. He just whips it out. Yeah. <laughs> whips it out. Just whips it out. Two buddies come around the corner right as he's whipping it out, and they see it right when he whips it out. I was highly out. disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when he whipped it out, I was highly disappointed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here come Matt and Perrin poking at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what is this shit? <laughs> yeah, what, what, yeah what, what's, what, what do you have now, Rand? Like, what? <laughs> oh Lord, Rand! Look, I've I've got a banner. <laughs> oh. So, so to be real, like I thought that maybe she had set them up and she had given him a bundle with the horn in it. Uh, <laughs> like, that's just, you, thought. you know, again, I love, I love, I love. Miss Asadai herself, like if we had a beauty pageant contest, she would be my pick. Um, of course, she's really especially with who's playing her in the series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, like I, I just was hoping that she was just as manipulative as we all thought she was, and just as genius, and she was just pushing them or him into the direction that she wanted him, no matter what. And she is, but just not the way I hoped. Yeah, I was just That's about to say that she, ahead, she, she um, basically probably was behind all of this. 
so that mm-hmm. she knew he wouldn't leave once he knew that he was in charge. She like knowing his personality, she knew he wouldn't be able to run knowing that he was next in command. So she really did set him up anyway, even though he thought yeah. he was doing what he wanted to do. He was not. She's really a black yeah. Aja. Kidding. <laughs> she's, That's interesting. she's pretty slick. <laughs> she's pretty slick. <laughs> so, yeah, so, a fact in like three books. Like, man, I made that a prediction. <laughs> yeah, that maybe, maybe. Yeah, so sure. I'm, I'm not trying to rush us along because, but no, I am. I'm trying to rush us along to the very next part because this was, I a moment I've been talking about really since the beginning of this book that just needs to freaking happen. Yeah. And then well, we keep joking about how short this whole series would be if we had, like, if the characters were better communicators. <laughs> uh, well, I just talk it out and put it all out on the table and, and, and say, this is why I did this and this is why I did that. And they're supposed to be really good friends from growing up. So we should be able to work it out. And, and poof, here we go. So it there, happens. there's actually a meme out there where it's like a pie graph and it says, like, the, 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 uh, antagonist of Wheel of Time and like there's a little small sliver it's like white cloaks a little small sliver it's like dark shadow spawn a little small sliver something else and then like 99% of the graph or the pie graph is poor communication uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is an ongoing theme throughout all these books <laughs> only they had cell phones yeah <laughs> yeah why, why couldn't they just like Post a, a tweet or something, or you know, Snapchat each other and fix it real quick. But seriously, like, yeah. have you been to the country and like stayed for a while? Have you been <laughs> on a farm? Like, oh, well, I stayed in Michigan for a month, and we lived around all the cousins, and it was still special to see the cousins because of all the work that needed to be done between the hours of five and six, like five a.m. to six p.m. We didn't see anybody but each other. So, no. like, I can imagine them being quote-unquote friends, but not really being very close. So. Yeah. Oh, from back in Ed- Edmondsfield. Yeah. But still, I mean, and they were Matt the only was, friend. Like, Matt wasn't himself. Yeah. Like, we're just, Matt's just really coming to reality. Yeah, and Matt's, right, he's had the dagger, and he's kind of yeah. still tied to it right now, so... Yeah, you're right. He's not himself because of that. Well, yeah, and like when he had the dagger, he was a different person. So we're really seeing like two different, we're seeing a different Matt mm-hmm. in this. And he's a little punk biatch, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so obviously, you know, leading up to this, uh, I don't know if y'all caught our last couple episodes, but I complained in both of them about how Rand was dumb the way he tried to push everybody away. And then Matt and Perrin, they just kept being jerks for way too long. It seemed like they were stringing it out too long. But uh, some, I, I think maybe just one of the conversations in Discord um, after the last episode, somebody did mention how Matt is still coming off this dagger yeah. thing. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's going to add to it. And Perrin clearly has some significant life changes going on. So I don't know. I guess everybody has their reasons. But I am, I am glad that they had at least this moment to kind of get their Yeah, they together. have a nice little kind of mm-hmm. reconciliation. If you can call it that. Yeah. 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 Sort, sort of. They kind of like air their they grievances. Air and, uh, yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, and then they're you know they're not best buddies afterwards, but they're like it's, okay, it's it's uh, upon us. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, glimmers of the pattern, aka a festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> Uh, very good so yeah um yeah parents freaked out matt's freaked out they're all freaked out because they learned that that ranking channel um oh that's right that's a huge reveal here that's the first time they know now yeah yeah this is yeah Rand spills the beans and and matt and parent i think asked Rand like so wait you can channel and Rand's like yeah i can and matt's like okay okay wait 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 no, no, I'm I'm out of here. Like, yeah, not to be right. If he's gonna go, are you mad? Are you gonna go mad? Are you mad already? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just be offended, but I'm not. I'm not gonna sleep near you because I don't want you to crush me in my sleep. Yeah. Oh, and then he tells that story about the the guy who you know he woke up and the entire town was destroyed except for the bed. And yeah. then Parents like, well, then maybe you should sleep right next to him. Yeah, that's, yeah that was my favorite part. <laughs> Yeah. So, and, and Parent keeps on telling Matt to shut up, which I think is, I just love that aspect of it. Matt keeps going on and on. Parent's like, shut up, shut up. I love how Parent has evolved. Yeah. Yes. I, mean, I was going to ask if you're picking up ass. on that here. Yes, I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, again, my favorite character. <laughs> Besides Moraine. So, early in the book, it's like, at, at most, this would be dialogue in his head, but he wouldn't dare say it out loud. But now he's a little bit more witty. He's he's quick about it. Um, I'll say the situation has changed a person. Go ahead, finish your statement. Well, see, even even the way he thin sliced it, like he's getting the, this info from Rand, and then he's like, "Wait, they thought you were the fu- no wait hold, wait hold Rand, can you channel?" Like Matt didn't even come close to thinking that, but Perrin just got there quick and was like, "Hey, man, answer yeah. this." this and that's not something I think in all of book one we would have expected from parents. So he's definitely making some transitions here. It's, it's a good point too, because you're right. If you notice when rant, when it's just the three of them together, they're, they're a little more open and they talk a little bit more about things going on than when anybody else is around. Hmm. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and then Matt's really confused too. He's like, well, why did they gentle you? Like, it, like he asked, like, does the, do they know? And I think Red even says, like, well, the Amberlin and Moraine know. And he's like, then why are you here? Like, 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 why are you still alive? Like, what, what's going on? And and that's when Rand tells them that, well, they they're trying to use me as a false dragon. Well, I love how, um, like, um, to back up a second, Matt made this all about himself. He's like the Amberlin <laughs> seat. She knows lights. No wonder she looked at me so strange. This isn't about you. Literally, you're you got one friend who's turned into a wolf boy. You got another friend who found out he's the dragon reborn. Like they both have issues with powers they don't understand. And they're both trying to help you find a dagger to prevent you from dying that you really don't know anything about because your mind was corrupted for months <laughs> on end. And you make it still all about you. Like that's why in my mind he's gotta be some type of royalty from some lineage of, of royalty or something, because <laughs> at the end of the day, everything becomes about Matt. <laughs> yeah. And, and as much as I want to love Matt and, and early on, I noted some similarities between myself and him. Um, 
what 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 she was looking at him funny for was probably in her mind she was like so this is the dumbass who picked up a dagger <laughs> when you specifically told him don't fucking touch anything yeah <laughs> there's always there's always one in the group and here he is <laughs> that's what a moron yeah and that's what that look like. And then to put it in perspective, you know, Matt's on this rambling saying, you know, like, well, why are you here? Why don't you just run away? Like, if you could do this. And parents finally shut up. And finally, Rand just says, I came here because I wanted to save your life. Like, which. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh guys, that is it. That's the spot right there. <laughs> and then they, then they hug it out, There's right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, has a you know explains his actions to, to his friends and yeah and Matt's still completely scared of Rand and says yeah, I'm still gonna sleep away from you thanks for coming but uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm out <laughs> I'm glad you're honest with me but frankly I think things are worse well, I think now. it's funny when you're, Matt's response I highlighted and I like he said I never thought of that I never thought you wanted to ah are you feeling all right? I mean, you aren't going mad already, are you? Like, how messed up is that? Like, this would be a boy. No way in the world would one of my friends hopefully think that I'd be going mad because I just want to help them out. Bad, he's not bad. the most, yeah, he's not the most mature person. No, not yeah. at all. Yet, yeah. give him time. Give him time. <laughs> we have many books. Who knows what happens? Matt, Bethren oh. will come through. Okay. So, yeah, so Matt leaves. Parent stays behind, uh, talks to Rand for a little bit, uh, just about how worried he is for Rand. And then eventually they all kind of part ways, and, and Rand goes back to the camp uh, to sleep uh, near Loyal and Huron because Matt and Perrin went the other way. So, um, before we move on to this next interaction, our, our you know, uh, and switch characters, um, couple of things we had finished before we switched characters, but anything else you want to talk about this whole interaction? Because uh, this is like kind of like the big moment of the whole chapter. What when Loyal starts talking about rocks? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's uh, come on. Come on. I'm, I'm here for the rocks. I like the focus. Well, we're going to the rocks. We, are we actually going to talk about the rocks? There's just yeah. We talk about the rocks. I, I think he. I think he breezed over it. He breezed over oh, it. Oh, those rocks. Yeah, Lord, like, about the rocks. Let's definitely talk about the rocks. I want to know where they're at. I want to know what the rocks are for. I want to know if maybe there was a city there, an ancient city that was huh. full of power. Maybe we're going to revisit this place because we know Jordan likes to make all these the foreshadowing. Maybe this area is going to be very important in Book Twelve, leading up to yeah. all the important things that happen in Book Thirteen. So, yeah. I thought about that, but then I had to consider the nature of Loyal's character so far. And, like, when a battle is going on, he's the one who's going to pick up a leaf and realize there's a caterpillar on it that has a speck of dust that came off of the type of stone that his great uncle's brother's sister uh, had carved a whistle out of at some point, and he's going to turn to Rand and comment on it as as they're in the heat of battle. So, himself <laughs> has the potential to just go down these rabbit holes that might not actually lead anywhere, but maybe they do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
and and maybe he's maybe he's the dark friend. So I just let me stop. I'm just gonna get back and listen to you it guys. Goes yes. back to dark friend. He does. He say, well. He says yeah. there are markings. All he says there are markings. Also, can't quite make them out, but they look familiar somehow. Exactly, and that's what really grabbed my attention. So I appreciate you bringing that up because there's got to be some importance. Maybe it was one of the um, the seals. Maybe it's a seal that's completely smashed and. Now it's just sitting hmm. there in the woods. Yeah. Well, well, the, dun, well the, dun, the, the seven seals to the yeah, dark prison. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like the ice that I would know. They have no freaking clue where any of these <laughs> are. Exactly. Nope. They're completely clueless. And then um, we get to the part of the book that I've been waiting on. So I'll let you continue now. Yeah. So Ren goes to sleep and then we switch characters. Before we do that, Joe and Jen, anything you guys want to add from all this perspective or any questions you guys have or. I would just point out that there's a lot of inner monologue from Rand, and he's very confused. He's yes, very confused, questioning himself, questioning Moraine. He's trying to puzzle out Moraine's actions. I think he's he's dry, he's driving himself mad. It seems like maybe she gave me this to make me run. Maybe she gave me this to make me stay. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't know what's <laughs> yeah, going on. Said, what is she trying to make me do? And they yeah. said, "Am I going mad already? Do I run or do I stay? Have I have to stay?" I have to help Matt find the dagger, which she already called that. She called that, what, three, four, five, six chapters ago when she was talking to yeah. Hamlin. See, she's like, he's going to go with him. Like, he's going to help find the dagger. Well, you have to be careful and kind of gently nudge him because if you push too hard, he'll run the other way. Yeah. So she's very carefully pulling these strings and making it happen. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, the I just like to point out the last line of, the, the section is the, the void surrounded him flickering with an uneasy glow that disturbed his dreams. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Well, and then hey. oh, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but like, I feel like we have to synergize these two chapters just a little bit because he enters into a dream and then we find out that our friend enters into a dream as well about him. So just mm-hmm. yeah. matriculate mm-hmm. on that. Like, let that, let yeah. that sink in. Yeah, in the next chapter. Yeah. 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 So we, we, at this point, we switched to Pat and Fane. And this is going to be our first time we have a character, I think, a point of view of Pat and Fane. Um, you know, we've had him in lots of scenes, but this is the first time we've been in his headspace. I don't know if you want to stay there for long, but <laughs> he's probably my favorite uh, villain. Yeah, um, yeah, it, yeah. He's he's kind of going through his psyche in the beginning of this, you know. And he, he talks about how he went to Shatter Logoth, and he's he's talking about you know he's thinking about what he's been through. Oh, um, no, we can't. We're not going to breeze over this one. It's like no, Pat you can't. Pain. <laughs> Pat and Pain was the core of him, but he had been changed. And he knew it. He knew many things now, more than any of his old masters could suspect. He had been a dark friend long years before Biazaman summoned him and set him on the track of the three boys. That part's not as interesting to me as what I just read, which was he knew many things now. Well, it's it's actually it, this is some good backstory on Pat and Fane, though the parts after where he talks about this because I mean basically what happens is he gets summoned by Balzaman and they Balzaman does something to him and like distills all of the information he found out from his trips to the two rivers and then kind of 
filters out all the stuff that's unimportant and then shoves it back inside him and says, now you yeah. got to go find these guys. It says that feeding the essence back so that he could feel them, smell them where he had been, follow wherever they ran. Yeah. Especially the one. Part of him still cringed remembering what the Azamon had done to him, but it was a small part hidden, suppressed. He was changed. Following the three had led him into Shadarlogoth. He had three, excuse me, he had not wanted to go, but he had to obey then and in Shadarlogoth. So he was freed by entering and taking in the essence of Shadarlogoth. Yeah, he's gone through some traumatic shit. He is more <laughs> death. Yeah, I, th- I think Beelzeman made him eat pizza with pineapple on it. Oh, well, I see yeah. that being it. oh that's not so bad. Was there was there ham on it too? Uh, I, I don't know, but it it just thinking about it made him cringe. So that's why. I'm, I'm that's definitely something you trail off about and not mention by name. Exactly. I'm using context clues here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Fane's fingering the dagger the entire time because he's um. He's very much uh, now drawn to this dagger as well. Um, yes. Um, and then kind of talks about what happened to the Fae. Um, so, Fane did it. I love it. It said he remembered the feel of the hammer in his hand driving the spike in. And he smiled. This time it did touch his eyes with the joy of sweet memory. <laughs> did you guys? That's did you my guys? Favorite uh... line. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. That's my favorite line of this <laughs> chapter. So, did you guys like make before this in the prior episodes make a guess onto who it was? Yeah, yeah. I think Pad and Fane was one of them. I think I threw out a couple others, but Chris, were you were you pretty hard on for Pad and Fane here? Yeah. I think you were. I think <laughs> you were, like he has a hard yeah. on right now. <laughs> I mean, now that's that was, that was, oh my guy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I threw I threw out a couple other things because well I was I, I think I was going off the top of my head like what could possibly do this to a fade, and I think I threw out Dreadlord. Uh, well, that's also where we talked about uh, that female former Aes Sedai that was a Forsaken. I always forget her name. One of the Forsaken. Yeah. Oh come on, Alan, save me. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like maybe it's her, and maybe that's also why we saw that chick in the window, and blah 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 blah. But um, yeah, mentioned the more death, pan and faint thing, and and Chris was yeah, hundred percent in that, so he gets the nice. point. We talked yeah. about this scene, I think, on our show, and about how Pat and Fane like was strong enough to like wrest control of the Trollocs away from this Murdral. And think about like what he has and the power that he has in order to like change their allegiance to go with him. And the Mergel was yeah. alive when he did it yeah. too. <laughs> Is so, it bad uh, that I get like this Joker esque feeling? Like I want yeah. him to be so much oh, like yeah. the Joker from Batman. Like mm-hmm. I do. I need him to be like that. Spot on. Because he's in like there's bad guys out there doing bad stuff, but he is a whole on he's on a whole different level. Yeah. yeah. That people just aren't prepared for and then they see it it like in front of them unfold and the bad guys are like oh fuck we we gotta follow him now because otherwise we're also yeah, going I to die to so shit crazy yeah 
Yeah, I then feel, after, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I go just ahead. feel like quickly, like, just say when you're watching Game of Thrones, like, people were evil and did horrible things, but they were still, like, human people. Like, there's not, there's a lot that is not human in him right now. You know, he's just, like, mm-hmm. totally changed. Yeah. It's just, like, you can't even, like, imagine, like, the terrible things that... Well, we say that, but Game of Thrones is not over yet. And there were some things in the <laughs> well, book that were alluding show. to something completely different than the TV show. Well, but talking about, yeah. yeah. We could have a whole other podcast <laughs> about that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> if, if, if people haven't experienced uh, either in reading or I, I, I guess it exists in, in some um, cinema, but the chaotic evil... Yeah like just so evil that even other evil isn't safe around it that's a whole different level of yeah, yeah and you get that right so, this is what this this section is it's that's exactly what it's saying it's yeah. like it's like oh yeah he's way beyond that even the yeah. dark friends are scared of him and yeah, the, the trollocs like waiting for him to right. demand them like what <laughs> yeah he said what are you to me less than peasants herd cattle for the trollocs perhaps <laughs> like that's how he uh-huh. sees his own compadres yeah which i guess they never really have been but that, before yeah, be- and accor- before you get there according- before you get to that whole scene he did feed all the vil- rest of the villagers to the trollocs right yeah, before that one. yes just yeah. kill them all <laughs> yeah you may feed but then make a pile of everything that remains for our friends he said or for our friends to find put the heads on top neatly now go he laughed about it too. Like he's gotta be Joker esque. Like he just so, there's no better character in my mind. Yeah. The so descri- the description so of saying- that is uh is pretty gross too. Like the sounds you hear and like the the children screaming. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty uh, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so I can so see a few all. a few months ago, there was on Twitter they were doing these like content creator wheel take things i don't know if you guys did one but i know Dustin wheel challenged a bunch of people to do them i think you guys actually challenged me to do one. Oh yeah yeah um but there's one about pat and fane it's like what are you looking for the most about fane in this series and i didn't on purpose do it the uh, the video because chris checks my twitter and it was this scene um and i i wanted to to do it on twitter and say that this this is the scene that i'm looking forward to not because i'm I, I think it'll be like like the, the method acting of being able to pull off that 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 sheer evil as like the woman and children are screaming and that's the Joker esque smile that that will give you the chills like like that I'm looking forward to to seeing to seeing him being able to pull off that great of acting chops. So, so two points. First point, I want to know: Do you guys know what the rating is going to be yet? No, but it, but it's all been a, so no, but yes, uh, Rafe's all but said TVMA. I mean, he's he's people have asked him, you know, and he says, well, if you don't like the rating, you can always go check guides and skip over things, um, you know. So, yeah. and then yeah. point, point two, I think you need to make a dark friend Twitter so that you can participate in these things. So, like, I will go and I add every content creator and anybody that's willing to follow our podcast because I want to give support and help with the numbers and the likes, but Alan is the only person I read. So he knows that whatever he puts out there has to be Chris friendly. But if you create a dark friend, Twitter, just specifically so you can post whatever you want, 
or you block me. I don't know if you could block people on Twitter, but block. Me oh, 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 I, I, I have, I have character accounts. I, I'm, I'm some of the characters. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so what would they be called? Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna expose myself. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna I, out myself. I know one of them, even though I'm not on Twitter. I know one of them, and I think it's amazing. It's probably favorite. Oh, I'm, I, I'm not ready. Yeah. I'm not ready to out myself on on who I am on on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> but, we should have a but poll. Yeah. Who do you think Alan is, other than? The well, a lot, of, a lot of people are my Discord already now, um, but and our, a lot of our patrons already now. But um, yeah, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite, quite ready for that yet. I'm saving that for a special time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the big reveal. Have you guys ever done that, Joe Jen? Uh, done character accounts? No, no, I have not. I don't even have a regular. I have a regular Twitter account, but I never use it. I use the I use our Twitter account, our show Twitter account. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. I mean, I, I don't have re- I don't have a personal account either. I have our show account, and then I created a character account, um, and it's been a whole lot of fun. Oh, um, I really want to know who it is. Yeah, we'll try to guess. <laughs> I've, I've like never used hit her, Twitter hit until her, like we started yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, pr- pr- pretty clever about the the way I go. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> He's a dark friend. We all I'll, know this. I'll, I'll find. I don't know how I'll find. I'll set. I'll set uh, Kiki Ari after you. She'll find you. Right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. If you send her, then not definitely. Uh, she'll, she, I don't want her. Her uh, getting my personal business. She'll, she'll find my bank account. She'll find my bank account information. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she's she's good. Um, so yeah, so you know, we kind of end the scene, like you said, with with the. Uh, I'm killing off all the villagers and then turning to the dark friends and they're all pleading for their life. Um, and, and he's just kind of fe- feeding off of this. Uh, you can just tell Fane's just, just kind of loving every moment. Um, and, and then turns and looks and um, can feel Althor and kind of thinks of Althor coming to him and ends the chapter. So, yeah, and this—I don't know. This isn't the first time, right? That we find out where he's headed, right? That we learned that before, right? Yeah, I think. That, oh, that they're going to dance on German yeah. head. Yeah. Well, he yeah, wrote, yeah. He wrote we, it. We've he heard wrote it a couple blood. times now. Okay, yeah, that's he right. wrote it in blood. Yep. Prophecy, yeah. Yeah. Well, not part yep. of the prophecy, but it was something else scrolled, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that was that was pretty much a direct message to yeah. him. Yeah. There's yeah. also the the interesting statement that I really focused on was unsheathing the dagger. He laid it atop of his chest before settling down beside the fire. That blade was a better guard than Trolloc or human. They had seen what happened when he used it once. None would come within a span of the barbed blade without his command. So mm. I want to know can this implement change its physical character or is it like an angriel where it is able to harness power and, and I mean clearly it can it has to it, it killed a, a mineral but like how does it work what triggers it it like can pain or um, excuse me can feign channel or is he being channeled through is like the dagger the thing in control um, how does more death like manifests himself. Yeah. Well, it, and so like before Moraine, I, I believe it was Moraine filling, giving us backstory on, 
how the longer the person holding it has it, like the more effed up they'll become, but then it'll start spreading to people around them. But is it still spreading just from the dagger or is it the person, the way he sets this up there? And I kind of thought about this, like he sets it up there and it's a dagger itself that still has, uh, the power. Well, I feel like the shadow still spreads through people. Because I think there were statements that kind of like as the the dagger traveled, it it would go like p- other people felt like, the the effects, and it's kind of like a parasite in my mind, and or a virus, or a virus hmm. even better. COVID hashtag COVID is here we go, and they're being like Virginia right now, just all mingling. gallivanting around through the. You so know, I think we're going to see countryside, more of the no shadow like, throughout the different towns that our heroes have traveled through because mm. Matt yeah. could have been spreading it while he was moving. Okay. All right, so I, I know we're killing a lot of time on this first chapter, but so that I'm, I'm looking on the last page. I have a couple of questions. All right, Matt has the dagger for significantly longer than Pat and Fane. And Matt's able to resist it, or it, it, it takes no, longer to really. Fame was already him. influenced when he was in uh, uh, Shadow Logo. He was completed when he got the dagger. He would have. He would have influenced like that. He would have had to make contact with something, or well, pick remember that the shadows were grabbing anybody that were going through in and out of the. Uh, what was Ma- the Mashadar? Yeah, Mashadar. Yeah, thank you. Well, just anyways, I, I pointed that out. His transition was way faster, and that well, the spread of the disease, air quote, way faster than when Matt was I, carrying I can, it. I can answer that question for you. Well, didn't he get snatched well, up? We did, we didn't find out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like Pat and Fane got like snatched up. He was like he was the one that was following them that didn't quite make it. I can answer it for you. Yeah. Did you ever think that Matt might be a hobbit? And, you know, hobbits resist. It says Manethra blood. We all know what it so really is. So I would say blood, not hobbit toes. But <laughs> I guess I make that parallel. Yeah, I'm, but look, we've been really ugly to Matt lately. and I'm trying to build him back you up. Can try you know, maybe you there's some quality of character there. Maybe there's something in his lineage. Maybe there's that not actually, enough in his head yeah. for it to take over. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it, it was searching for so long for a soul and character to corrupt, but it couldn't find so it. it. Gave <laughs> <up>. <laughs> it gave up. Mm-hmm. All right, let's re let's refill drinks. That was the yep. short chapter, everyone. All right, moving on to chapter twelve, woven in the pattern, and the icon is the flame of Tarvalin. So. Um, which I got a question for you guys. I mean, we're Southerners, so we have our own accent, and you're no, you're from New York, so you got your own accent. So, Tarvalon. I always say Tarvalon. I. How do you guys? I mean, I've heard it said so many different ways. What's the I, correct? I think Tarvalon is correct, mm-hmm. but I used to say Tarvalon. That's the way I always said it when I was reading it. I want to, and I think that's the way it is in the glossary. Yeah, Tarvalon. it is how it is in the glossary. Not correct. I don't know. How is it in the recording? Because I listen to it sometimes, but now I it's now I don't remember Tar- what he it's says. Tarval in, uh, in the recording. If we're talking about Mike Kramer and uh, Kate Redding, so yeah. 
but they'll change their pronunciations like five times within a single book. So, uh, yeah, I think well, one of our great just... friends pronounces it Tarvalin or something. Yeah, like yeah. in the in the glossary of the Great Hunt right now, it's Tarvalon. No, it's Tarvalon. Tar- Tarvalon. Sorry, Tarvalon. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. There... them Tarvalon witches. Because it's yeah. supposed to be like Avalon, yeah. which I never got. I used oh, to say Tarvalon, too, and then I switched it to Tarvalon, but now I think I might go back oh. to Tarvalon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there was, there was a... I think that works, though. It's like, yeah, it, it's good with your accent and voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, there, there, was, there was... There was... There was... <laughs> I was do, I'm, I'm doing my first listen through right now, the whole entire series, and I'm on Path of Daggers. And there was, I can't remember if it was in Crown of Swords or Path of Daggers, but there was one character that they were saying the name, and I think it was Kate Redding. And it took me like half the chapter to realize it's not a new char- character that just <laughs> pronounced it different this chapter. And like, I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait, oh, wait, that's, oh, that's who you're talking. Got it. Got it. Um, oh, yeah. wow. I'm on my first listening to also. I've never listened to the audiobooks, and I'm doing a reread through that. And I'm up to, I'm only up to Fires of Heaven, though, right now. So I'll have to catch, yeah. I'll have to keep an ear out for that one. Yeah. I can't, I can't, can't remember exactly what the character was. I'm not going to say it now because, anyway, spoilers. <laughs> but, um, but, look it up. yeah, because Chris will look it up. So, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll keep it at that. So, anyway, so woven in the pattern, what do you guys think about that name? We had glimmers of the pattern and now woven in the pattern. See, like woven means like, you know what? I'm not even going to try. Chris, you go first and then I'll pretend to agree with you. At, at, the, at the sake of, of um, whatever. So glit- I think it was very funny that the chapter prior was glimmers of the pattern and it had to deal with all the males. And then you have woven in the pattern and it has to do with the ladies. Um, but we know that the men are Treveran, so they have a greater influence on the pattern. And women are becoming Aes Sedai, so they're influencers of the pattern. Hmm. Um, hmm. I kind of just thought about it that way. It's like they yeah. each have their own specific roles that they're supposed to play in regards to the pattern, and we've seen those roles played out already when you take a look at Moraine I Sedai and Moraine Sedai, however you say it, like she definitely has been weaving the pattern and she's kind of woven the interactions between the three boys, the three Taviran, to kind of shape what the pattern is going to be like. And she led them to the end of the first book and now she's still continually leading them. Hmm, I like that. So... <clears throat> I mean, I am so glad I tapped out and let you go. <laughs> I agree, I agree with you one hundred percent. That is fantastic. <laughs> uh, one thing too, I forgot, and this isn't really spoilers, spoilers, but glimmers in the pattern, glimmers in the pattern. I think that's a chapter title in multiple books. I think that chapter title comes up again. Ooh, we get more. Yeah. Like, like choices. choices. There's a yeah so, choices. Leave taking, uh, uh, I think, is another one where some of his chapter titles he reuses. Is this yeah. chapter title always dealing with men? I don't think they're always the same about no. the same thing. No. Yeah. Uh, they're different. Yeah. I feel like he's so just anyone who can think of a chapter title and was like flipped to one of the old books and was like, eh, let's just use this one again. Yeah. Yeah. Pulls it off the old shelf, but he can't think of a name for a chapter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Egwene, 
our favorite just, character. It, yeah. So, so we start, yeah, we start with Egwene. Um, yeah, she's uh, it, it, we're flashing back to back into Faldara, and right when the Armalan gets sh- shot, uh, or at least grazed by by an arrow. Um, so there's commotion everywhere. You know, Egwene hears the Amlin's been shot by an arrow. Everyone's sh- arrow, arrow. Everyone's shocked. Um, and then she finally, oh, no. yeah, she finally sees Swan um, and Swan and um and talking to Agamar about leaving. She's the only one not uh, shocked. She's like the Amalan's the only one like who's mad cool about it. Right. Everyone else is yeah. freaking out. Mad cool. <laughs> so one of the one of the predictions that that that. Ian had made last episode that this arrow was poisonous or something, and that Swan's going to be slowed down. Which, at least this chapter, you were wrong. Uh- <laughs> well, right now, but not a lot of time passes. Really, like they get her to the boat. What do you do? Um, who knows what happens it's after a, that? It's a couple of I, days I, ride to the boat. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm just saying. How many times have we watched a movie, read a story, whatever, where it's like? Oh, the arrow, the gunshot. Oh, it just grazed them. Oh, it just grazed them. We're fine. We're fine. It just yeah. grazed them. We're okay. Well, in this case, in this case, they were fine. Worst poison ever. <laughs> and then they just fall over dead. And everybody's like, oh, God, why didn't we check for the poison? I, I would argue knew. that it's usually like the opposite, right? Like a television episode ends where somebody like gets shot and it looks like blood everywhere and you think they're dead. And then like the next episode starts and the person's like totally fine, like like nothing ever happened. And their life was yeah, never in jeopardy you. at that point. Are, are, you, what are the two? Are, the two, are, are, sure. are Game of Thrones where Jon Snow gets stabbed to death? Sorry, spoilers. And you wake <laughs> up, and the very next, yeah. the very next season, it starts with like, "All right, he's resurrected." Uh, <laughs> 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 Which happened in the books too. I get it; it's okay, but it just uh, it was yeah, much cooler um, in the books. Well, no, he doesn't it was much Alan. cooler in the books. Well, he doesn't come. They didn't get that far, right? Didn't the last book is in the last book with the end where he died? I, I don't remember. I now. think. I don't remember now either. Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, the last book. I don't think you see him. Yeah, he doesn't come back yet in the books. That was the end of the last book that that they wrote. We have other people to worry about in the books. More important people. It's like twenty-four point of views in the book. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We're just getting started. Anyway, I I like I like how there was a there was a suggestion as we started that this chapter is really good and it's full of a lot of really good stuff and maybe it is. But we're now at almost 19 minutes of recording. We haven't got past the second <laughs> sentence. <laughs> um, but okay, so when you guys listen to this podcast a week from now, everybody's listening. Ian just said, "Yeah, we've been recording for 19 minutes." After editing, we're about three minutes into the episode. So, uh, <laughs> ah, gotta remember, think your way. We're yeah. gonna, a lot of that get juiced out. This is all getting cut out, so we're not really that far in at all. <laughs> all right fair enough fair enough yes <laughs> so uh, uh swan looks at uh you know Egwene and Ineve. um it starts talking about um yeah before we go that far i think it's really interesting how um algorithm lord algorithm is really yeah. <laughs> belittled by our amelin seat like she's just you know what don't worry about this i gotta go like Little son, chill out, relax. Uh, it's like either way, my business is in Tarvalon. Is it's, it's urgent there. So this right here, don't worry about it. So like you guys said, 
she makes a statement. This attempt on your he says this attempt on your life changes everything. You still don't know who sent the man or why. And she's just like, you're gonna need, and I don't know what this word is, some type of bait or finer net to catch fish. Slyer? Is that what it is? What's uh, slyer? Yeah, slyer. Sly? Like sly, you know, someone sly. Yeah, but oh, slyer bait. I thought it was a type of bait. I'm sorry, we're from an area where there's fishing, so I'm like. I have never That's heard what of I'm thinking. Before. What kind of what kind of fish is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's oh, a lot of there's... she makes a lot of fish uh, analogies. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, fire bait or finer net to catch this fish, my son. By the time you have this man, it'll be too late in the day for leaving. So she's like, you know what? It is what it is. It's all good. Let's just keep it moving. Yeah, she's like, yeah. I, I got more important stuff to do than wait here for you to try to catch somebody. Right. And then they do leave. I mean, there's a big procession. They 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 all head out, um, and they set a hard pace. And you know, it describes the camps at night. Well, I, I like the, I like prior to that. I like the statement that she makes. She says, "So you two, so those are your two, Moraine." And she said, "Yes, yeah. I have to find spark in each of them, but what will kindle from it? That's the question, isn't it?" So mm-hmm. she like plants the seed of doubt that like yes they have potential but we may not get anything out of these two. Yeah, I think that's part of that eyes to die manipulation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's a way, especially the more you read into, well, really both of their characters like Egwene just really wants to please. So she's like, oh, my gosh, what do you mean? I might not like yada, yada, yada. And then Nynaeve is kind of like the opposite where she's super stubborn. But she would take a comment like that as like, what do you mean? I can't I can't become like super awesome because I could do whatever the bleep I want. So that in a way, that one line is going to motivate these two very different yeah. peoples, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. We have a Bella sighting. Bella's here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so we leave for our daughter. We finally get out of the city. And uh, like I said, they had set a hard pace. They get to camp at night. And they get the description of the camp. And they're kind of looking around the camp. And you see the different tents, the different ajas. And of course, the reds have no waters because they're, they're, they're the, man- the man haters of the group. And then the greens have like. A thousand orders because <laughs> wow. it's not been crazy. I think there's like five. <laughs> I said it's a thousand. But these are warders, so that's like one warder equals like a thousand, a thousand men. men. So they have about five thousand men. But they're like the, they're hanging out, like they're the ones who are hanging out outside the tent and you know talking with the yeah. guys that are talking and the warders are talking, having a good time. Yeah, it sounds like the green the green tent's like the party tent. The red tent's like the really really boring tent. So like going back to college, it's like the crew team versus sailing team. You know, uh... sailing party where's that? So uh, a little backstory for that. Ian, Ian and I both raced sailboats. That's awesome in college. Um, and um, the rowing team, like the crew team, um, rowers and sailors, just historically don't get along and it's it's not for any real reason besides the fact that if you go back and look at the history 
the first time the rivalry started was in Princeton University, actually, and because uh, both of them had the teams, and they decided just to start hazing each other or picking on each other, and it spread throughout all colleges throughout America. Where yeah, they they more rowing. closely shared water space. Like at William and Mary, our rowing team didn't. We weren't on anywhere near the same water as our sailing team. But they disgusted us because they would be out at like five thirty six in the morning rowing. Meanwhile, we woke up at noon, thought about going to a class, had a late lunch, went sailing at three, and then figured out where the party was at by like six or seven o'clock. You, and you, you, for, you, know, you forgot should have dropped to practice because you pregamed. And oh yeah, yeah. Right, pregame. Right. So yeah. like the Reds, the Reds yes. and the crew team were the people that went to bed early because they had to get up like at the crack of dawn and go row. And being like top shape, so weird. And sailors, we just we just drank a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It was, um, anyway, so that was with the green. So kids, listen to our podcast. If you ever want to join a club when you get to college, join crew. You're gonna have a lot more successful life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be a lot more motivated in person. If you just want to be like a kind of fuck off. Uh, Sailing's the way to go, but uh, <laughs> you can get much farther on a on a sailboat than you can on a a rowboat. <laughs> concur, concur. You'll go farther in life, right? It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, so, so we, we have naive. Next... And she's yeah. Worried. Thank you, Chris. Thank, Thank you. Chris. Yeah. So, like, oh my oh, God, Van will be all right. He has Lord Ingtar and twenty lances with him. In any case, there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing either of us can do. So I guess that interaction confused me. I guess that was yeah. Gwen maybe saying that. Too yeah, naive. that was Gwen. Yeah. Oh, I, thought, so, I thought that was naive, and then she like glances over at Lan while she's saying it. Well, that could be the case maybe. too. Oh, hold on, like, Gwen is the one who's worried. I think, and Nadeem's the one who's saying that you know he'll be all right. Him. Yeah, and right. There's, there's nothing either of us can do right now. And then yeah. she looks over at Lan. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh, nothing, yeah. Like you can't do anything about Rand, and I can't do anything about Lan. And then we have like a, a naive, just, uh, you know, disappearing off with Lan, and she comes yeah. back and looks like she's been crying. <laughs> yeah, she's that. that. So I, well, I got a question well, for Chris and Ian because I'm glad this came up in the chat. So what do you think about Lan and Nynaeve? What are your thoughts on them? Man, get it on. Lan should <laughs> just go with the flow. Come on now. Like, what it what it I don't know what he's waiting for. There ain't no such thing as perfect love. Somebody tell you they got perfect love, they lying to you. <laughs> Yeah, it it it's it's all got its its hiccups and speed bumps and whatever, and maybe his are a little bit more extreme than others, but that don't mean you don't take advantage of opportunities. Did you did you, you guys know? see it coming? Like, I know a lot of people think like in the you know in the first book. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, they picked up on it. Okay, good. Yeah. Right off the bat, <laughs> even like when very early on he went, when he went and found her horse. Well, first she finds his trail, and he's like, "That's the first time we see him." See him like, "Wait, what? You what? Do you, what do you mean you tracked us?" And then uh, she's talking to Moraine, and he goes off to find her horse, and she's like, "He he ain't get fine." He ain't, and he comes back, and she's like, "Oh my goodness, that wasn't a negative exchange. That was how those type of characters 
flirt. That yeah. was symbolic. Like at them wanted to pounce each other. That was symbolic. <laughs> she found she she found his past way, and she found her stuff. <laughs> there you go. The way symbolism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Nynaeve wears the pants in the relationship, so oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, they get this but- next scene after all that, and um, they're surprised when Isadai comes into their their tent the first night, and it's our good friend Varen. Um, uh, she introduces herself and says, "We're going to do lessons." So I just want to talk about what your thoughts about this whole lessons are and um, about this whole interaction. I have a quick question because I don't remember something sure. that I guess happened in Eye of the World. Um, mm-hmm. She tells Moraine that, I'm sorry, she tells Egwene that Moraine only started giving her lessons because she channeled before that. But when mm-hmm. did she channel before that? Do we know that yet? When, when did you channel? No, Egwene. I should... Egwene? Well, Egwene started a fire. Yeah, no, Egwene, Egwene channeled with Moraine for the first time. It was a little scene where yeah, yeah. right after... Yeah, that, that was the first time Egwene okay. had ever channeled. When I read it again, it sounded like Varen was saying that the only reason Moraine started training her is because she already Because Moraine, Well, no, Moraine sensed the spark, I think, that she would channel whether she wanted to or not. Like, yes. I guess they could sense the... That, you know, if you're born like so, you know, some people can be taught the channel. Other people have the spark right. where they'll channel eventually. And Moraine had sensed this spark in Egwene, and that's why Moraine had started training Egwene. It's not because she had channeled already; it was because she had the spark in her. Um, whereas Nynaeve had channeled before, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't exactly say that she's teaching her because. At least I'm not seeing that part, but I might be off the wrong section. Gonna yeah, she one. says because you did uh because you have channeled, I need to come and continue teaching you. Basically, I think is what she was trying to infer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was kind of the metaphor of the you know being able to run uphill, but not know how to go back down the other side, or even know how to walk in the first place. Like, there's so many aspects to channeling that just being able to do a little bit of it is actually dangerous because if you keep fumbling around and you don't know how to do the rest of it, you can get right. yourself into trouble. Yeah, here it says, sort of it says, do you think, child, do you think I said I immediately teach every girl who says she wants to be one of us to channel? And then Nynaeve says, why did she? She says, because Egwene had already channeled. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, yeah. so that, well, that could just be an inconsistency in the editing. She starts talking about <laughs> Nynaeve. Yeah, she starts talking about Nynaeve being a wilder. Yeah. And then... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't think of it. It seemed like when she, you know, was like mm-hmm. in the cave with her or whatever, that that was the first time she ever channeled. So I was a little confused by that. But yeah, that could was be she terrible. is she referring to more why Moraine taught her, or is she referring to her why that's she's what, there now? That's what I was reading it as. Okay. Yeah. Because she said, "Why did Moraine, like, as if Moraine Moraine should have found her and then just brought her to the tower to start training." Like yeah. when she sensed the spark, not started training her on the way there. Question. Well, Maureen well. is potentially Black Aja, so we have to account for that yes. too. So, you know, get a... That's I like that. <laughs> it, oh, no. it depends on which which chapter we're reading on which day. Yeah. So, so some days, days Maureen and I are like 
besties. And then some days I question everything she does. I was say I really do feel like she was agreeing or she was um stating that Nynaeve had channeled before. And I was gonna ask like why was it again that Egwene had connected with Nynaeve? But didn't um Egwene get sick for some reason? Yes. She got break break bone no. fever when she was young and Nynaeve uh mm-hmm. cured her. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't so, that. Maybe she had, like channeled by accident, and they just assumed it was that. Yeah. yeah, maybe. So one thing I had a question for you guys is obviously we we got in Rand's point of view when he's channeling. So whenever Rand channels, he seeks the void and the flame, right? And they and then they explain here that during this exercise that when women channel, they're spe- they're seeking the flower bl- bud or whatever. I-, I just wanted to see what your thoughts were around that, like the flower budding, blooming um, versus a flame. Like when- so, Alan, we're going to talk birds and the bees with you. So <laughs> when, there- <laughs> when there's a platypus that's all cute and cuddly and sees another platypus all cute and cuddly and they they're in love because love's important during this. Um, yeah. yeah. So when yeah. it comes to the flowering, <laughs> yes, yes, we can yes. hear you, Chris. Like I'm, I'm, I was honestly thinking like the idea of creation. Like women give birth, so they're flowering, and then men tend to be tied with destruction. Like we create, but we also destroy. We destroy to create. So. Like maybe that's a little too thinking too far into it, but no, nope. no. Nope. And in fact, you've got it all wrong because it starts with the bud. So life is already created. What the women begin to do is destroy it. The second it starts to <laughs> unravel Just a, into a flower, <laughs> it's closer to the death. There'll be more yeah. on this definitely later on in the series. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, surveillance. Train. Alan, to your question, mm-hmm. to your question about the void and the blank, the void and the flame. Yes, the, the, void, the void and the bud, the, the flame and the bud, the flower. Yeah, sorry, green, I'm gonna do it again. That takes us all the way back, <laughs> all the way back. Who the fuck is Tam? Oh uh, yes, who is Tam? Because mm-hmm. Tam is the one who taught Rand to seek the void. And to focus on the flame, and that would make sense, like because the the void in the flame, that's what the male eyes that I do, and the void in the bud, that's what the female eyes that I do, and that makes sense, right? Yeah, it's a time like traveler. where we're at. But why did Tam know because that? Because he's an eyes to die more than anything why, else. Oh, I like that. Ooh, buddy, time, time traveling, traveling. Tam, um, the eyes to die. <laughs> hey, yo. I hope y'all didn't print the t-shirts yet because we have more to add. <laughs> more to add. Hello. We have so many t-shirts that are going to be ridiculous. Uh, yeah, the Tam one, we're going to run out of space. Yeah. Can you just show up yeah. and explain himself? Yeah, we can do a gigantic <laughs> wordle all about time, ta- time traveling Tam. Yeah, we can do an entire podcast just about TTT. 
Two trips. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not going to give up on Three that. Years. I know I got emotional a couple episodes ago, but I'm not going to give up on it. I still think this is going on. I think it's happening. Okay. Third power. <laughs> two trips. Um, there we so, go. so let's go back to this. So, yeah, so Ferris teaching them. Um, Nynaeve has a block, apparently. She can't. Yeah, but she's like Varen's like, well, yeah, come listen anyway. Um, there's a little interchange there. Um, Egwene's a really fast learner. Varen explains um, that it'll get easier as time as you do it more and more. As with everything in the entire life, like if you practice, practice, you get better at it. Um, that just seems, yeah, pretty self-explanatory to me. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, this whole chapter was pretty self-explanatory. She, yeah, she gives a lot of. She just dumps a lot of information and stuff. Right. But yeah, she tells us that uh, Moraine started channeling before she went to the tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Little blip. Well, so they, she really equivocated Moraine and Egwene. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you know, there was the thirst for the power. You were actively seeking it. In the house. So I think that makes a huge difference, that thirst for the power. So, yeah, um, Nynaeve was going to leave. Varen told her to stay, of course. Um, Nynaeve refuses to even you know, do anything. But she sits there and just listens, kind of grumpy in the corner. Oh, but how does she get her to stay? That's the funny part. Yeah. <laughs> she says novices do oh, novices like chores. <laughs> Go, yeah. go, go sweep the floor. Go do the dishes if that's what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to do that, that's what you can do. Yeah. So well, first she like dehumanizes her. She's like, you know, novice. If you want to stay at the novice level, like you're you're not treated the same. Yeah. Whoa. So we we this is our first time learning about novices. So we've I think this is the first time they've mentioned novices. Yeah, because she uh, mentioned that most novices, she said most novices aren't full women, but you're a full woman already. Right. And then you have accepted, which is the next level. Yeah, she said that's really the closest to accepted. So if she were to learn how to start controlling the channeling before she goes to Tarvalon, then maybe she can kind of skip over that novice and go into accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's what she's exactly. implying. Yeah. Right, so the, they're they're stealing from the uh, the male MC world of hang around prospect, and sometimes you see this in some cases senior prospect to eventually being a patch member, and you could you could almost or, or maybe a better correlation to keep it in the female side of things is like the uh, um Sororis. the sororities sorority rush. Yeah, and that's why you have the different the different uh, Aja's coming through and checking in on them, and then it doesn't matter which one you pick or the which one grooms you. You still have to start at the bottom, work your way up, sort of thing. Still a pledge. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Whatever those words are. Yeah, the, those college words. Um, I, I I was never in a fraternity, so I I, mean, I know of Greek life, but not no knocking it. I just never did it. Um. So yeah, and it, it talks about like using the power, like talk about the bud and the flower, but also that you must surrender to the power. Um, you know, let the power take over you. Uh, Which is really interesting because it's the direct opposite for the male. It seems like. Yeah, good point. Good point. Like if the power takes over you, then you go mad. 
so you have to control the power. But for the women, you let the power overcome you. Yeah. Which interesting. Very interesting. Like there's a lot of, you know, dynamics here that, that need to be explored. And it's, you know, brings yeah. on deeper question of, you know, what is Jordan's understanding of the power that men and women have individually? So almost like a yin and a yang. <laughs> that's, like, that's a good point, Alan. I feel like for all the strength that the women have, it's still that like men have to like take control of the power and the women have to like submit to the power. Yeah, that's exactly what I felt. Kind of thing that he did in there. So Jordan's got a sick mind, but he's just hiding it from us. (laughs) And so I'm 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 picking up what he's putting down. I don't know what's so sick about it. Yeah. So after train Egwene for a bit, Farron does turn to Nadeev at the end of the lesson and starts trying to train her as well. And Nadeev gets really frustrated, gets really pissed off. And then all of a sudden, um, the, the blankets burst into flames. <laughs> um, and Nadeev's embarrassed by it, apologizes. Uh, Varen says it's fine. Um, but it's, it's obviously... It's one of those- she was breezed by this. Like, she was getting frustrated because she wasn't successful which goes to show a little bit more about her, that she is the wisdom and that she's supposed to be the authority. Mm-hmm. She was the authority in her area in the two rivers. But now that she's kind of stepped away and she's actually have to compete with Egwene, right. we see where her power comes from. It really comes from that point of frustration, agitation, leading to... Or I should say agitation to frustration to outright anger. And it's because yeah. she's finally in a point where she's less than. Yeah. So I wonder how the dynamics between these two are going to shift and evolve over the next, you know, 12 books. And if they actually become almost like on opposite sides of each other. So I thought about that, but how ridiculous would it be if, Varen was actually just right about how each one of them first tapped into the power and because Nynaeve is older and she had initially done it on her own. And what did what did they call the ones that figured it out on their Wilders. own? Wilders. Wilders. Wild, wild, she apologizes. So she's a yeah, wild. She apologizes for using that phrase too, or that term. Yeah, she didn't want to be too negative about it. But anyways, like, so... Nynaeve might be taking slight from these comments and be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, or like how you said, uh, it's a battle between me and Egwene. Like I've always been a little bit above her and now she's going to do better than me, blah, 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 blah. And maybe this turns into this whole big fiasco between these two. When actually, if they would have just listened to what Varen is telling them, like Nynaeve, it, it's going to be harder for her to break through initially because she's built up these barriers. Uh, I don't know how she phrased it. Not to mm, hide what she's done from herself, but man, there was another. Yeah. Anyways, they Varen essentially gave them the answer as to why they're progressing at the rate they are. But I do, I do see the frustration on the naive side that you mentioned, Chris, 
And if it does turn into some fiasco, that would just be one more tick in the lack of communication block because <laughs> it was flat out told to her, but she refused yeah. to listen to it. And she said, Wilders have difficulties. It is true. Almost mm-hmm. always they have built up walls to keep themselves from knowing what it was they were doing. And those walls interfere with the conscious control. The longer those walls have to build, the harder it is to tear them down. But if they can be demolished, well, some of the most apt sisters even have been wilders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we know, yeah. all right, Nynaeve has been building these walls for a very long time because she's been a wisdom for a while and she trained mm-hmm. to be a wisdom prior to that. And the wisdoms in the two rivers have always been channelers that were blocking their own powers, essentially. They were allowing enough power to flow through them to heal people, but not enough to really tap into, I guess, their ancient Minethrin heritage. Like Like we know that from stories past, they're probably some of the strongest female um, users of the one one true power. Hmm. Heck yeah. We're, We're one of the best examples we've seen. Yeah. And a moment of grief uh, just melting down the world around you. That's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. It kind of, and it kind of makes you, like, for me, it kind of expands my thought, like, with going on this, this rabbit trail of Nynaeve and, and Egwene essentially maybe ending up on opposing sides of each other. Like, what type of battles are we going to see between them and then throw Rand in the mix? with him being able to channel the male power and you know we're gonna have like earth rattling fight mm-hmm. scenes here or something possibly mm. or epic threesomes i don't know i was thinking that too <laughs> could, i wouldn't be, say it, it out loud that would be phenomenal it could be all of them yeah exactly at the same time at the same time yeah so they get the the, the gist that other sisters or i said i are going to come in and train them every night uh, they finally get to this village um, where the boat is, and Egwene asks, "You know, where's Moraine?" Um, you know, and they're like, uh, "Moraine's gone. <laughs> she's 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 been gone like for a while now." Uh, and Nanine's already on the boat, so you need to go ahead and get on the boat too, because we're heading to to Tervalen. And as we're going through this, a thought popped back in my head that I forgot to mention in the last chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a, an inference to the tunics that Rand was wearing as potentially yeah. having power. Yes. And then we get the quote from Padden Fane where he's like, you disappear at times, but you always come back. I will find you. But this time okay. you may find me. CC. So mm-hmm. is that like me being affirmed that these two, like he didn't directly say why, but you know, the only thing that Rand has that he was given were the tunics and now this banner. But he said it's happened multiple times where he disappeared from his sight and he's currently not visible. So, yep. can I get my win on that one? Sure. Read it <laughs> oh, come on. He hit you with a sure bomb. I hit you with a sure bomb. Uh, uh, it was a four uh, letter word. Because that, that might uh, that might be that be true, or it might not be at all. Um, anyway, anyway, so 
coming back fast forward in this little small village. Um, yeah. Um, Egwene's talking to, I think it's, is it Alana? Leander? Anaya. Anaya. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, Anaya. The other, yeah. Um, well, then oh. before we go that far, there was the quote from Leander that I really liked. Or Leandrin. Yeah. Where she's like, watch yourselves, my daughters. You're no longer, your village no longer. Now you dabble your toes where there are things to bite you. So, so yeah, I want to ask that's a really good warning. Yeah, I wanted to ask you guys. So, right, they get they get lessons from a few different uh, Aes Sedai. You got Aviarin comes in, then Alana, and then um, Leandrin, and then you also have Verin. So, so what do you guys think about those four Aes Sedai that we meet? I believe that they're trying Pledge to week. determine which camp they're going to be in. Pledge week. Are, yeah, they, are, they, all, are they all black Asha? <laughs> no, they're not no. all black. They're all the different Asha, so they're trying to figure out so, where they're going to fit. Yeah. Uh, we're, we already know, well, we have an idea from the conversations with Moraine and the Amerlin and whatnot that the different Asha as these new prospects come through, they all want to grow their numbers and influence and whatnot. So as they're like Moraine, when she found them and she's talking to the Amerlin, she's talking about how she found these girls that have this type of potential and these type of tendencies. So that might help their numbers, if you will. Um, so they're, they're each coming through now and, I guess maybe they're trying to help train them, but I I very quickly thought it was more each one of the different Ajas that was there trying to get a feel for these girls to see if they can uh, turn them more to their cause or yeah, vetting them, learn some vetting them, learn something about them. I mean, it was I mean I joke about the pledge week, but it, that's that's what it seemed like to me. They were checking them out. It yeah. says um, that. Uh, Nynaeve threw Leandrin out because she was asking like a lot of accusatory questions about them and the boys. And I just really, yeah, wanna, I, was gonna say I that wish too I could because... get that quote of like how that went down of Nynaeve, like throwing her out of the tent. And yeah. what she said. I was going to say, there is that point where they said that they were, they were asking many questions about Rand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of them, I think, right? They mentioned Alviarin and well, it doesn't mention Alviarin. Not Alviarin. Alana, um, Alana, Alana was and Leandrin, yeah. And unless I've missed something, I would assume uh, Nynaeve and Egwene both, but especially Nynaeve would still be very protective of all of her people from Edmondsfield, all of the Two Rivers folk. So. It's not just about protecting Egwene at this point or sticking together. It's if they're trying to uh, be threatening towards the boys in any way, shape, or form, I still feel like Nynaeve would be sticking up for them. I mean, that that was her original charge, and she's been very adamant about that up until this point. I think she would, too. I... <laughs> yeah, I just don't know how she gets away with kicking her out of the tent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. That's weird. Like she, got, <laughs> like she's not even in the tower yet, and she's throwing right. an ice to die out of her tent. Strange. I, I noted that yeah. too. Nah, I don't know. I've, I've, I've told somebody that significantly outranked me to kiss off, and you can only do it when they've crossed the line, 
that even they know they shouldn't have. Okay. I'll buy that. And 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 it only works if there aren't other people around because if they if they outrank you enough and you call them out and there's other people around, they have to put you in your place. But if they know they crossed the line and you know they crossed the line and there's nobody else around and you call them out, it's it's not so much an honor thing, it's just so like, you know, yeah. I don't know how else are they going to defend their actions at that point? Like they, they, they've got to tuck tail a little yeah, bit. I guess she still <laughs> feels like she saved face by, like, uh, warning them. You know, at her final warning right. before yeah. she walked out. Okay, I'm, I'm, I might have been a little shitty, but let me give you yeah. my warning here. Whack my finger at you and blah blah blah. Yeah, they both won. Okay, I got another question for you guys. Uh, Alan, you were getting up to this. So, right, Moraine's gone. They find out that Moraine left. And then we also find out that Leandrin left right after Moraine. And then Varen left. Mm -hmm. So where do you guys think that they all went? Moraine, the black Aja, killed the red Aja. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. That's We're not not going too wild here. I have to back up a little bit. I'm going to pull a Chris. Um. I know I have it highlighted, but I'm I'm too vodka y right now to flip back, so maybe somebody finds it. But there were, there was a little blip about how Moraine kept talking to all of her sisters individually and just kept hopping around and talking to all the different sisters. And then you find out now that she's dipped out. And I'm assuming she led the charge to leave. And I might be wrong on that. But I, I from what I know of Moraine, she left first. Other people kind of chased after you her, did like right? like a thing like uh, they did like, okay, we can't all leave at once or to look too suspicious. <laughs> so they all spaced themselves yeah, out. I mean, it could be a little that, but but there's still – this is – I guess I just want to reinforce my flip-flopping of loving Moraine and then questioning Moraine because we have – these descriptions of her going around talking to all the different eyes to die, kind of ignoring your naive and Egwene, and then just poof, dipping, gone. And then other folks are gone also. So she is, she's still manipulating. She's still working her angle. And I don't know, at least from my perspective, I don't know to what end perfectly. Well, so yeah. for me, I think I had two thoughts. The first was this idea that um, maybe she sensed that Pat and Fane was near the, the boys, that she was going to the rescue. Okay. The Ooh, second yeah. is, is that maybe they've discovered another heartstone. Oh. Maybe in, in her questioning. Sorry. Some more Quindliar? Yeah. <laughs> I, I can yeah, yeah. the hardest word in the entire world to pronounce. Uh, the hardest word. Uh, it's like Worcestershire. That's why we say Hearthstone. Quind- like, that's why we say Hearthstone. Quindiar. It's like it's like Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, right? Worcestershire. 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 I'm Worcestershire. thinking maybe somebody discovered a seal and didn't realize they had discovered a seal, and so now she's going to get the seal. It's like a quesadilla. Quesadilla or <laughs> jalapenos. Can you guys hear me? We can hear you, Chris. Oh, okay. Nobody, nobody acknowledged my seal or denied my seal. I'm going to say it's a seal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, sure, 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 sure. 
to hear. I need to hear Alex's voice. You're thinking everything is a seal. You think the stone, right? Oh, you're saying they think that they uh they think the stone uh that was Loyal was looking at is a seal, so that's what the Aes Sedai went. Maybe so. Okay. Sure. No, no, no. They're go- they're going after uh, Captain of the Spray because he definitely has oh, one. Sure. But how would they know? Yeah. Because they because they're supposed to know about all of them. Duh. Yeah, but they That's know their about charge. And then we find out. Oh, wait, no, you're right. The, uh, the, the Armorland seat is the watcher of the seals, although it's hard to watch the seals when you don't know where they are, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And we find out that Egwene may be a dreamer. Yeah, yeah. So that's the next thing that happens is yeah they tell Gwen that he might be a dreamer, and you get this whole new concept of what a dreamer might be. And Aya thinks you know. So this is where I said we really need to pay close attention earlier on because we have Rand entering into a dream, and then we have a Gwen. We have a Gwen who is talking about Rand in a dream and with yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so she saw Rand in a dream and then she explains it a little bit. So let's talk about that. Yeah, right. She says uh, she saw him on the um, sleeping and then he suddenly vanished. She said mm-hmm. it was a nightmare for true, but real. First, there had been a man with a mask over his face and the fire in place of his eyes. So that's Bialzanov. Mm-hmm. Despite the mask, she thought he was surprised to see her. He, his look had frightened her till she thought her bones would break from shivering, but he vanished and she saw Rand sleeping on the ground wrapped in a cloak. But before we go on, like, Bialzanov sees her in, in the dream state and he's mm-hmm. confused by it it kind of shows that she's got a lot more power than what she realizes and I think we're going to really find that she becomes a pivotal character as we go through the next 12 books, the next six years okay. of my life <laughs> you, you think you think Egwene is going to be a main character in these books? I mean she already is but I think she's going to be a pivotal character I think Okay. That That's a she... prediction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, it says that Rand is sleeping on the ground, and we know that Rand was joined to Fat sleeping near his steed, and he entered into a dream that just didn't feel right. And then it says a woman had been standing over him, looking down. Her face was in shadow, but her eyes seemed to shine like the moon, and Egwene had known she was evil. Then there was a flash of light, and they were gone. So this was about the only confusing part for me because I don't know what woman. I mean, I know we joked about the the black eyes to die from the past, but then also we know that there was a ghost or some type of woman in that was kind of going along with them in the um the last town that they were in. So maybe this has something to uh-huh. do with that. Maybe it's sure. part of the spread of more death and, and the black paint that he is. <laughs> yeah. So I, what I can say about this is that when there's dreams going on, be, Jordan picks his words and descriptions very carefully. Um, 
and there is some reference in this to something that we learned earlier in this book. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. That you can kind of make a connection to. And that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. About <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like, I, I like the way or it, it it says Rand sleeping on the ground wrapped in a cloak. And he wasn't wrapped in a cloak. Now, what was he cloaked in? I don't know. Maybe it's a reference to something. But he was. I thought they said they laid on their blankets as pillows and moved their cloaks as blankets. They did. Yeah, he did. It does. Okay. It does say it. Yeah, at the end of that chapter. So cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> that one was quite literal. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Her face is in shadow, but her eyes seem to shine <clears throat> like the moon. Yeah. I like the way he worded that. So there's some significance to that. Yeah. You can think about that one later. <laughs> yeah, just lay lay awake all night long tonight, just <laughs> thinking about it has something what to do with does stones. that mean? <laughs> it has something to do with loyal stones. Oh, it has to do with loyal stones. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. I like that. I like that. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that sounds yeah. that sounds good. Sure, sure. <laughs> and they were the flash of light. They were both gone. Mm-hmm. Both of them. All behind it. Okay. Almost like an- another thing altogether was the feel of danger as if a trap was just beginning to snap shut on an unsuspecting lamp. A trap with many jaws as though time had slowed and she could watch the iron jaws creep closer together. The dream had not faded with waking the way dreams did. And yeah. the danger felt so strong, she still wanted to look over her shoulders, only somehow she knew that it was aimed at Rand and not her. So I think this is just more or less alluding to the fact that Padden Payne's got a plan for Rand. Yeah. All right. Well, and then the chapter ends with the Gwen finally heading to the boat. Any other thoughts, Chris? No, I just I, I'm I'm actually more excited about reading now. Now that we're really getting deeper into <laughs> the unknown, yeah. Uh, favorite, favorite character was Nynaeve. I said it. So, so who was your favorite ch- character from these chapters? Oh man, who is my favorite character? I know you had a heart. You had a heart on for Fane before, so I did, and I still do. Uh, uh, Tadden Fane is by far my favorite character. Ah, uh, see, I didn't but, guess any of you guys. Like, like, so that wasn't even one of my options at all. So, well, so then my my let me give you my secondary. It would have to be yeah. um, Nynaeve. Nynaeve, yeah. Well, Nynaeve's not one of my options there. So I was just oh. way off the mark this week. Um, like my... Intar. Yeah, uh, no, Intar, I think Uno was one. There was, it was. Uh, so I had Perrin, Uno, Varen, or Egwene. I should have put Nynaeve instead of Egwene. Egwene kind of sucked this chapter. That was my bad. I, I just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I thought oh, Uno dude. would definitely, I thought you guys would definitely go for Uno just because of his whole entire, uh, his, his, his cursing. <laughs> Always <laughs> went to the people with the most power. That's just me. I'm power hungry. Yeah. So anyway, so the next chapters we're going to cover are three chapters we do from Stone to Stone, Wolf Brother, and Kinslayer. So the next three chapters. So uh, a lot of fun there. 
any thoughts from you, Chris, since we lost Ian about those chapter titles? From Stone, stone to Stone. To stone <laughs> Loyal's going to come into play somewhere. <laughs> that's, that's my my thought there. And then Wolf, Wolf Brother. Wolf Brothers. I mean, that just makes perfect sense to me. I'm thinking maybe our, our friend is going to come back. Yep. And then Kinslayer. That's the one that confuses me because it makes me think that maybe, I don't know, I'm going to go way off the wall and say Rand's going to start getting some prior memories of a past life. Okay. Just as I want it to happen. That's cool. Like that. So anything from you, Joe, and Jen, like before we wrap up, anything you want to ask Chris or anything you guys want to add? Just one thing I wanted to point out to continue on with the dreams. Uh, Anaya does tell Egwene that dreaming is very closely linked to foretelling. Foretelling. Yes, I did see that. So that's mm-hmm. something to to think about too. Um no, well, I I, uh, I like these chapters. Like you said, we get our first Fane point of view when you really get a look into how batshit crazy he is. Um, yeah. Which is always fun when you get that. And then um, I like this chapter. You know what's funny? This chapter here woven in the pattern. There's a lot of stuff here that you don't know what's necessarily going on or you're not sure about that you're going to find out about later. Well, yeah, like I want to know why... Yeah. Egwene was so, flipping out about or I mean Nine was flipping out about getting on the boat. So one thing I will tell you about Robert Jordan's writing is that some of the most fun chapters in your first read through are really boring on your second read through and the exact opposite. Like so some chapters where you think that like nothing's going on and when you reread it, it's like holy crap, like there's so much stuff in this yeah. chapter, yeah. but um, this is one of those chapters um, where it's like yeah, this yeah. is one of those chapters. Yeah, <laughs> it's so much about the power in this one, like just about how the tower mm-hmm. yeah. works and how the channel. Sure. So it's definitely right. interesting to to read on a second reread. Yeah, and some of this might not pay off. For to be honest with you, like a rereading of this chapter might not really pay off until a few books later. To be honest with you, <laughs> no, no, true. But be patient. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to thank Joe and Jen from Talk Around Riyadh so much for coming on our podcast. Uh, we always appreciate having guest hosts uh, just to uh, interact with these guys. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, it's just a way to collaborate. Uh, have other people on. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Us. Yeah, we want to thank you yeah. so much for having us. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. So I'll go ahead and sign off now. So um, how you can find us uh, at The Wheel Reads, at Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram. We're at the uh, we're at the wheel reads at gmail.com is our email address if you decide to email us. Um, also, feel free to join our Discord. And as well, you know, Talk Around Riyadh has an amazing Discord as well. So so join join discord uh it, it's a great way to interact with the little time community uh whether it's ours or theirs uh there's a ton of them everywhere um yeah i'm in like uh 20 like 20 something wheel of time discord servers oh my God. yeah i think i am too <laughs> like it's 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 actually become really bad so like a lot of a lot of people like i i notice a lot of people join our discord and like i go and look at their mutual servers and we're the only one i'm like Oh, you've just scratched the surface. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you haven't dived deep yet. Uh, like, and then there's other people that join. They have like six matching ones. I'm like, oh, you're almost there. Uh, like, like once we get to like twenty matching servers, then then you 
you diving into the the deepness of uh, the Willow Town community. But um, yeah, I don't like uh, having Discord... like like notification any notifications that. Oh, I, I, I turn all my notifications. Every... Like... No, not just when somebody mentions me, but if there's any new post, I have to like go to that board and like clear it out. You know you can mute the chat You can mute channels so you don't get Yeah So you don't but see I want to see yeah, what's you... happening oh, you need to Yeah because sure. the red things still come up The new mentions still come up so You still have to go and look to clear it uh, well, yeah. Yeah, you... eight, I'm on eight yeah, yeah. Now, And I feel like I need yeah. to uh... So I have I, My notifications are all turned off Except for like a few channels on my server But every other server I'm on Like unless you like at me, um, I, I I don't yeah, see. Yeah, I don't want to mute it because fun, fun <laughs> things are happening, and I want to be a part of it. <laughs> you might miss something. You oh, so I, feel, I feel like it's weird too because so you could too. just I'm like right there with you. you like I could just like butt into any conversation on Discord. I'll just like yeah. people talking. I'm like, yeah, me too. And I feel like am I like butting in? I don't care. It's fun. No, it's just Discord. You're, you're welcome to do it. So yeah, join our Discord or join other creators' Discords. It's a great time. And if you join ours, we'll show you the way to other places as well. So, um, you know, I, I think that's pretty much said from any content creator in the world of time. If you're on their Discord and you want to go somewhere else, like, yeah, we'll help you out. Um, also, Patreon. I mentioned that before. For, uh, we do have a Patreon page. It helps us with a lot of things. We do giveaways. All the money we use uh, goes towards giveaways and better equipment for us. Um, we don't pay ourselves yet. I, I say that big yet because, as always, if like if we're, if we're making that crazy money, we're like making a thousand a month in Patreon, which we're not. <laughs> by by all means, nowhere close. <laughs> um, um, but if we get to that point, which some content creators get to that point, then yeah, sure, we'll pay ourselves. But uh, for right now. Uh, no, we, 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 we use this for upgrading the podcast, making it better, and then also doing giveaways. Uh, we give away books um, pretty much regularly. Um, we've given away now three or four books. I can't remember. Um, I got another one coming up August 1st. We're going to do another giveaway. It's just a couple of days. So um, uh, we gave away a hardcover copy of The Great Hunt. So that's coming, guys. Um, so, yeah, that's about it. So, anything else from you guys? Until next time. Thank you for listening to The Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time.